Welcome to this sermon podcast from Myo Baptist Church, and thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that God's Word will be an encouragement to you and a reminder that the Bible has all the answers to living a successful and fulfilled life. Again, thanks for listening. We now join the service in progress. Thank you. It's so good to be here this afternoon. I'm glad I'm here. I wish I weren't in Michigan. (laughs) We had a a survey this morning about uh, who likes the snow. I was vehemently opposed to the snow, but I lost that vote. (laughs) I I landed on December 9th, and I haven't been warm yet. (laughs) Uh, I had to learn how to drive all over again in the snow and cold, and you got to start the car 30 minutes early. And uh, just the other Saturday, uh, when the, the ice storm came down in the Flint area where we're staying, uh, we couldn't even get into the car. It had frozen the doors shut. And uh, that was, it's not been fun for me. <laughs> I feel like I'm African. <laughs> I, I enjoy the warm weather in Tanzania. It is, uh, it is very suitable for me. <laughs> but um, I'm glad I'm here. Let me just have my wife uh, just stand up if you don't mind. This is Kathy. And uh, she is uh, my best friend, my partner. Uh, she makes me look good, amen? And uh, uh, as Pastor has said, she is um, Doug and Ellen's daughter. And I was talking to my, my daughter. She was feeling a little, a little depressed, maybe, about being here uh, this, for this, this break that we're on right now. She was thinking how, you know, her friends are busy She's not involved in certain activities uh, just from being out of touch for so long. And she was kind of feeling uh, out, of, out of it. She's a little depressed. And maybe you'd, maybe you'd understand, uh, maybe you don't, but it's pretty normal for, for missionary kids who have spent most of their life somewhere else coming back to home doesn't feel like you're coming back to home. It feels like you're going to another country. And so I was explaining to her a few things, and I said, you know, really, you just need to take your focus off of me, who's ministering to me, and how how much fun am I having, and and see if you can focus and minister on other people. I said, look at your grandpa, for example, Doug Hedrick. Man, his fingerprints are everywhere. He has made so so much impact in some of you guys' lives. And I said, look around our church there at Trinity Baptist in Flushing. You can see your grandpa. You can see my fingerprints are there too. And so uh, I think that was a good lesson for her. Take that focus off of me and see how you can minister to other people. Uh, There's a quote that I heard um, recently uh, by John Piper. And he says, missions is not the ultimate goal of the church. Worship is. Missions exist because worship doesn't. I like that. And when you follow that through, it makes a lot of sense. We are sending missionaries to foreign fields because there's no worship of the true God there. They don't know Christ. They don't know Jehovah. And so we send missionaries there. And when we think about biblical missions, we instantly go to Matthew 28, 19, and 20, where Jesus commissioned his disciples. And he says to them, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. This is, this is 
evangelism. This is salvation. Teach the nations. Uh, some, uh, if you read the original language, you would come away with the idea of make disciples. And what's a disciple? You know, you can be a Christian without being a disciple, by the way. He says, go and make disciples. These are Christ followers. These are people who uh, do the word of God. Amen? And so he says, go therefore, teach all nations, make disciples, baptizing them. This is the work of the local church. I was talking with a friend and and uh, they, they have different ideas about baptism, and they wanted to be baptized in the, the Jordan River when they were visiting Israel. And I understand the sentimental value of that, but, but baptism is a local church idea. And that's right there in the Great Commission. So you have evangelism, and you have local church baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things Whatsoever I have commanded you, that's discipleship. And Jesus has commissioned the disciples to go make disciples, start local churches, and disciple them to know the Word of God. He says, And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. And I feel that that's really the, that's really the outline for every missionary, every missionary work needs to have that as its outline. And when I look at the ministry that I've done in the last 13 years in Africa, we've been in missions for much longer, but 13 years in Tanzania, and it really, I didn't do it on purpose, but really the Lord has led me just like that. We started with evangelism for our first, when we first got our feet on the ground. We're trying to win people to Christ, and uh, soon afterwards we started a church plant, and our very first church plant was in the village of Kingareka, and uh, just this little tiny place. We actually started, <laughs> we started this church, right? I, I'd never do it again, but we started this church in the middle of nowhere. We were surrounded by dusty fields and rocks and one tree over there and this little hill over here. And we cut some stair steps into that hill and we sat on the side of the hill in that 90 degree blazing hot sun and had church <laughs> for a couple of weeks. And we said, no, that's crazy. We need to build a building. So we built a building there. And so we planted churches there. We planted that church there. We planted a church in the city. And the difference between country or village church and city churches are huge. Uh, I didn't realize it. It took me a long time to figure it out. But uh, city church is a lot like how you think of uh, church would be. People are busy. They're so busy they don't have time to go to church. <laughs> it's a struggle just to get their schedules lined up. And so we started that church, and I'm still at that church as acting as their pastor. Uh, we're trying to raise up uh, people to take my place uh, that's always our ultimate goal, but that's where I'm at at this point. And then as a result of this Kingareka church, one young man, uh, his name is Philemoni. And if you've read my prayer letters, you've read a lot about Philemoni. Uh, he's my star pupil, if you will. Uh, but uh, Philemoni was a young man in his 20s, and he was working in the Tanzanite mines. Are you familiar with Tanzanite? It's a blue gemstone similar to a diamond. And it's one of the rarest gemstones around. It's only found in Tanzania. And he was working in the Tanzanite mine. And uh, as he 
uh, was leaving the mine one day. The mine shaft goes straight down. It's about, it's about this wide so that you can put your hands on each side of the mine shaft and Spider-Man walk your way up. But he was crawling with the rope and as he got about 30 feet up in the air, the rope broke and he landed on his back and he went to the hospital. He was in the hospital for a few days and with some trouble uh, with, his, with trying to recover. And while he was in the hospital, heavy rains came, flooded that mine, and 70-some people died in that mine. And the Lord saved him by hurting him. It was uh, a blessing. Uh, but he was in the hospital, and to convalesce, he came and stayed with his mother, who was one of our, our first church members. And he stayed with his mother, and she would ask me to pray for her son, and I did. We did it often in church. And then she asked me to come and visit him, and I did, and I led him to the Lord. Philemoni got saved that day and soon surrendered his life to following the Lord. Now, Philemoni today, this has been 10 years now, Philemoni today is a pastor. He's preaching at Kingareka. He's also pastoring a new church plant in that town, that Tanzanite mining town uh, called Mariani. He's there with uh, a friend of his as his assistant pastor. And they're doing a good job. They're doing a good work. And the Lord is so good to bless there. And that's missions. Did you see it? Salvation, church planting, discipleship. And now Philemoni is coming and doing the same thing. Salvation. Philemoni was telling me as he was, he was out knocking on doors, talking with people. And he knocked on the door of a Pentecostal pastor. And, uh, and the, the pastor there in Mariani has his own small church, and he was talking to the pastor, and he asked the pastor if he's been saved. And the pastor didn't quite understand what he was talking about, and so Philemoni walked him through the Romans road. Uh, Romans 3.23, 6.23, Romans 5.8, Romans 5.12, Romans 10.9 and 10, and the pastor was just amazed. He said, wait, tell me those verses again. I'm going to write them down and teach them to my people. And the pastor got saved that day. <laughs> As Philemoni was witnessing to him. Can you believe it? Pastors getting saved. I pray, when I pray for America, I pray that some of our pastors in America will get saved. Amen. Not from this church, right? <laughs> but in some churches. I pray that the Lord would call our politicians back to doing yeah. his will. And I pray that the Lord will call the parishioners, because it starts with P. <laughs> or people, how's that? To come back to serving God with their whole heart. And so, <clears throat> when we look at these two verses, we see the Great Commission, missions. Africa, in my opinion, is one of the last... Am, am I messing up the microphone? Uh, in, uh, to, uh, Africa, in my opinion, is one of the last great mission fields of the world today. And all sorts of denominations are, and cults are rushing there to hurry up and get their foot in the door so they can make their mark. In Tanzania, there are very few Baptists, and truthfully, some of those Baptist churches that were established years ago uh, and have been turned over to national pastors, mm, truthfully, some of them aren't doing very good. You'd never know. It's a Baptist church. Their doctrines are way off in left field, and they are greatly missing the mark. I think they were turned over prematurely. What Tanzania needs most is proper teaching and doctrine from the Word of God so that they can fend off the foolishness of the charismatic movement and other cults. 
They need strong pastors who know and preach the Word of God. Now in Tanzania, most pastors are working, um, they're working full-time jobs and pastoring part-time. That's just the way it is. Uh, when we were in Kingareka, we had a church of about 30 people, and our Sunday morning offerings uh, with those 30 adults, our Sunday morning offerings were like 4 or $5. And that's just not enough to support a pastor's family. He needs about $200 a month to support a pastor's family and, and ministry. And so most pastors are full-time working and part-time ministering. And so that brings us to a struggle. How are we going to educate these pastors? How are we going to give them sound doctrine and, and, and good teaching from the Word of God? Well, last year, a fellow missionary and I, we, he, it was mostly his plan. I, he just let me get in on it, and I'm so glad he did. But we came up with this idea of uh, beginning a, a seminary for, we'll, we'll call them preacher boys. These are, young, uh, people who, these are men and women who want to minister. And for the men, they're planning on going out and, and starting new churches. And the women uh, that might come, one or two women that come, uh, their ideas are to minister in Sunday school and to do women's seminars and meetings, that sort of idea. And so we started this out for, for